You're listening to PSL on the Mic, the City of Port St. Lucie's official podcast. We're back in the studio with Mayor Shannon Martin. Hey, Maureen. Hi. Welcome back. Thanks. How you doing? I'm great. Busy, awesome. busy, busy like you wouldn't believe. I believe it. <sighs> so I'm going to bring this up even though you probably don't want us to, but um, our mayor just saved a turtle on <laughs> Port St. Lucie Boulevard. That's all I'm saying. See, y'all, we, we, we work really hard here. We, she just saved a turtle. Well, I could not watch that thing get smashed, so I had to do it. Well, yay. I'm so glad it was okay. So today's conversation is going to revolve around cheesecake, sort of. Sort of. That's right. So we have a lot of restaurants coming into Port St. Lucie. Most notably was the Fresh Market, opened on September 13th in tradition. We have Raising Cane's. I almost forgot about Raising Cane's out in St. Lucie West, um... And I believe there's a Dave and Buster's coming on Gatlin. There is. And to my surprise, because I'm so excited, I can have peanut butter chocolate chip waffles at the Waffle House yes. on Gatlin. So there's a ton of big national restaurants, stores coming to our area. However, we're calling this episode, Can the City of Port St. Lucie Get a Cheesecake Factory? Because Cheesecake Factory seems to be the one restaurant that all of our residents always ask for. Mm -hmm. What's the other one? Well, the store is Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, yes, the grocery store. Right. Whole Foods, sometimes, sometimes we hear yep. people saying Whole Foods. Um, I want to explain, I'm going to have you explain, why can't we get, maybe not can't, because it could happen in the future, why do restaurants like the Cheesecake Factory why do they not set up shop here? Is there a reason why we cannot get them to come to our area? Sure. So a lot of it has to do with demographics. And by demographics, I mean by population, by income levels, by education levels, believe it or not. Really? Okay. Absolutely. And also whether those companies are actually in an expansion mode. So Okay, that makes sense. Sometimes... Uh, the parent companies of those businesses and or restaurants are in an expansion mode and they make a plan uh, based on the demographics of an area and whether they're gonna, where they're going to expand to. So they look at disposable income and they look at the population. Um, sometimes specifically Cheesecake looks at the population in a one to five mile radius. Um, and so our income levels for a cheesecake and for a Trader Joe's store mm -hmm. don't meet their criteria just yet. Okay, so these restaurants must have different criteria because the fresh market, I think, is a pretty higher-end grocery establishment. It is. But they all have different criteria. They do. They obviously. all have different, different demographics by which they mm -hmm. have to meet in order to go into a certain location. And... You know, the people that do this are, that's their job. They are mm -hmm. site selectors. Their okay. job is to go around the country for these different companies and see where the expansion should go next. And honestly, we got the fresh market because mm -hmm. our income levels have increased and because of our population increase. Yeah. So for everyone that says, oh, there's too much growth, well, the flip to that is, well, if you want these stores to come here, we need the population levels to support the stores or the restaurants coming. We also need the disposable income and those and the wages to go up higher in order to meet those levels. So in getting the fresh market, 
we met their criteria and it took a while, but we're finally there. I think in the future, as we get more population, mm -hmm. as we have more economic development happening in the city, more people moving here, which we know is not going to stop, right? No. no. We're going to continue to see more uh, different types of stores and more stores that have those higher income level and higher demographic level components. Okay. Is there, um, is there a different way national chain restaurants or stores, grocery stores, that want to come to our area? Is there a different process than, like, say, that they have to go through that, say, like a small local business has to go through? So depending, it all depends on our zoning and, and the use. So we have a comprehensive plan in the city that sets forth all the uses that can be in the city of Port St. Lucie, whether it be service commercial, commercial general, residential, industrial, office, mm -hmm. professional. And so there are certain locations in the city that are obviously residential, certain ones that are designated for commercial. There's areas where you can make a change to the zoning. Um, so as far as locations go and uses go, it just depends on where these businesses want to go. Everyone's treated the same, though. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a mom and a pop or you're a national chain, our planning and zoning process, app process, development review process is the same for everyone. And it's just a matter of going through that process and figuring out whether or not they're already zoned for that and okay. can go in by right. Or they have to cha make a change in zoning and then go through our process. So a change in zoning, that would need to be approved by a council. That's right. Okay. So, for example... Wawa on Becker Road, that was residential at one point, and then it got changed to commercial. So then they had to change from a service commercial to commercial general because of what's sold in the store, and there's different okay. designations. So then they have still had to come through, though, for site plan review, and we still get to take a look at that. We don't decide whether it's a Wawa. We just decide whether the use... And, and the way that the site is planned to be developed is good for that location. Okay. So they have to meet with staff, obviously, to go through that process and meet with public works to make sure in developing their site. They have access points that are um, in line with our criteria and with DOT. They have to make sure that there's enough storm drainage on the property so that all that has to be gone through with our city staff and then come through the city council. But we don't say, hey, we don't want you Wawa mm -hmm. or we don't want you Waffle House or we don't want you something else. We, the brand is the brand. And it's just a matter of does it fit in the location where they want to go. And they follow the zoning rules and, and all of that. Now, what happens with um, traffic? Do, do these businesses have to, like a developer, would they have to like, make more roads or is it maybe it's the entryways and stuff like that yeah. to ease traffic a little bit around those areas? Yep. Um, part of the development review goes through public works and they took a look at all that. They, it's called a concurrency review to make sure that they are in line and that the road and the area can sustain the trip traffic on the, on the road and whether okay. it's going to cause more peak trips or, or less peak trips. And then for example, if, uh, it's on a, in an area where uh, 
there's not the best access, do they have to put in a turn lane in order to get off get off the main roadway and get and get that entry into the site? Um, is it an area that hasn't been developed at all and they have to uh, put in a road, create a road, yeah. create a road okay. that meets the public road? It it all depends on what what where it is located and what the site requires. And that would be the the business developers, people to to yes. create that road or that entryway. That's right. Or something. Yes. Okay. So you kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, is the city able to seek out these businesses so, or woo them, so to say, to come here or not? So we have in the past, mm-hmm. um, as most people know, we tried to woo Costco years ago. <laughs> I remember it that. It was a long process, yeah. and they ultimately decided to stay in Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, letters have been written to Trader Joe's. Letters have been written to two J's. People want two J's here. I would love a two J's here. Oh, I love great. going to two J's. <laughs> yeah. um, but they just haven't been, either they don't want to or they don't want to, aren't ready to expand their business. Or maybe they've studied us already and we're just, they're not ready yet. Um, but as, like I said, as time goes on, we, we will see more. We will get more. Um, we don't have a lot of commercial property left in the city. We only have about our when our oh, city interesting. was, yeah, was developed, we only had about four percent commercial space. So there has been a lot of rezonings over time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at tradition, we are seeing more and more businesses like fresh markets coming in, mm-hmm. and then usually when you have more coming in, it, it creates spinoffs of, and then sometimes other uh, entities then take notice again. The companies take notice again of Port St. Lucie. And uh, whenever we get any type of inquiries, we're always giving out our information about demographics and and to try to show, you know, what we have, how the growth is going to continue to work um, and and move forward over time. Uh, There was one company recently, I'm not going to say the name, but they wanted to know and our, what our demographics were, and they had no idea that we had 55,000 more residential entitled units that are not uh, built yet. So oh. when they found that out, they're like, okay, I'm going to take this information back to our team mm-hmm. because we weren't aware of all of this. So okay. we do have to help them sometimes sure. because they, a lot of times they, you know, they could be in New York City in a high-rise building looking at a computer and numbers and not really know what's happening on the ground. Or even the site selectors, when they come, if they don't do proper due diligence, they don't always know what's happening here in our city. So we try to, whenever we can, to help out with that and provide that information because it's important. Of course. And who do they normally contact? Like, say I own, I don't know, say I own a Trader Joe's or I'm Trader Joe's. Do they come to you as the mayor or do they come to planning and zoning? What Sometimes what it'll come through my office. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll go straight to planning and zoning. A lot of the bigger development groups that are used to developing restaurant sites and retail sites that have relationships with you know, the Publixes or the Fresh Markets of the World or whatever business it is, mm-hmm. they, uh, they have relationships already with, in planning and zoning to know who to call Okay, um, and say, okay, I know I could call the planning and zoning director. I worked on another project and uh, that was developed. So I, you know, I have that um, name and number of who to call uh, to ask questions, um, whether it be for just questions or a pre-application meeting or or just a meeting to say, hey, will this work here? Will this mm-hmm. fit? Does it meet the zoning criteria? Uh, so that that does happen. A lot of times planning and zoning knows about things before I even know because that's the first stop. Sure. Yeah. 
And some people know that or some people don't and they'll go to you. So right. and vice versa. Um, is there any restaurant that you would love to see here? I wouldn't mind a Cheesecake Factory for the cheesecake Cheesecake, aspect. I agree. <laughs> I personally don't think they have the best food. <laughs> However, they do have amazing cheesecake. They so I would, I would love to see them come. Um, I think the closest one is still in West Palm Beach, if it's even still there. Is that City Place or something, right? Or wait, is it even called City Place anymore? Rosemary Square? Rosemary Square, yeah. yeah. I think it's still there. I'm not 100% sure, but... I know there was one in Palm Beach Gardens and one in West Palm. Palm Beach Gardens. Yep. It's okay. in Palm Beach Gardens okay. as well. So I know one of them closed, but I'm not sure which one. Oh, okay. Um, so that's indicative of, well, hey, are they growing? If they're closing, mm-hmm. are they growing? Right. And, you know, um, but, um, but for chain restaurants, hmm. I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of chain restaurants. Like yeah. when I go places, we'll go, you know, travel with my husband. Our kind of rule is let's stay away from the chains. Mm-hmm. Go local as right. most you can. Yep. Yeah. That's what I try to do That's, too. Yeah. Um, I know this isn't in Port St. Lucie, but you're getting a Bucky's. There's a Bucky's coming too. That's not in Port St. Lucie, right. but it's in our area. Yeah, that'll so be in Fort Pierce. That was a huge. That was a big one for residents, too. Yes, when that hit the newspaper, that was huge. <laughs> I got to say, I'll be there. I love Bucky's. I've love never those. been. You've never been to a Bucky's? No, but I'm kind of excited now. Those Bucky's nuggets, oh my God. You, they're like the best. Chicken? No, it's not chicken. It's cheese puffs. Oh, okay. I'm there. You say cheese, I'm there. And they have white cheddar mm. and regular, and the white cheddar is to die for. Okay. But, and they have amazing brisket, and you can spend... Who would ever think to spend an hour <laughs> shopping in a gas station? I don't know. I do it at right? Wawa. <laughs> so, you do it at Wawa, I, and that's I such do. a small scale. I know. And this is like... Is this? Is it Bucky's kind of like a... Like a Cracker Barrel, kind of like it's big. Like it's not yes. a restaurant; it's more yes. of like a gas station. It's a gas station with tons of food. You get bris- brisket. They have a wall of jerky. It's like thirty feet long. I've you heard can about get this. Every kind of jerky, jerky you can imagine. Hmm, okay. I mean, they have bison jerky, turkey jerky, <laughs> alligator jerky, all oh, wow. kinds of jerky. All right. And then they we'll have, have their a trip. shopping area where you can get your novelty items and things like that. But you can literally spend hours in there. Wow. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm a Jersey girl. I've been in Florida since, oh gosh, 19, forever, 20-something years. But Wawa is, we mm-hmm. used to love. Although I think Wawa's a Philly thing, but they yeah. were in New Jersey as well. And when the first Wawa came to Stewart, oof, mm-hmm. I loved it. So this will yeah. be Bucky's for everyone else. But the Wawa on Becker Road, people are excited about the Wawa on Becker Road. We do need the gas station down there. We need that True. service convenience down there. Right off 95, yeah. close to the Turnpike too. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that residents can do? Can they, like you said, they can write letters to chain restaurants or grocery stores that they want to try to come here, right? They can. And as a matter of fact, uh, I believe it's Trader Joe's that if you go on Trader Joe's website, they have a little area where you could say, where would you like to see us next? And you oh. can you can go okay. in and you can put in our location, say Port St. Lucie. I've, I've seen social media posts about people telling other people to do that on that site. So mm. I'm sure that other, other chains have, have that as well. I think that happened with White Castle. Mm. Um, a few years ago, there's only a few White Castles in Florida. Right. I want to say they're up near Orlando area and mm-hmm. a little bit north, but I think that happened. That's how White Castle, sure. there was another White Castle in Florida. What am I missing here? 
this was this was going to be a pretty short podcast. I just wanted to touch on this because we've been getting all of these newer restaurants and and ones that are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since the fresh market just opened and sure. you know cheesecake factory is what everybody wants. Did we miss anything? No, the only thing I want to point out and it's important for people to know and you realize it but you don't realize it when it's happening is that so you need that certain number of homes in order for that for those to, uh, restaurants to come or stores to come. And commercial always follows residential. So you're always going to see the homes tons of homes going in first. And then two to three years later, because okay. a lot of these development sites have commercial pieces. So, for example, everyone knows who Mattamy is. They're our big home builder in uh, master developer in tradition. Mm-hmm. They have commercial sites. Those are have been starting to get filled up. Riverland has commercial sites. They have a plan for a Publix right next to the new park that's being built on, commun- off community, bo- on community Boulevard. So that's in the works right now. Mattamy also has, um, down at the end of Becca Road, another commercial site. Well, there's a plan for a Lowe's and a Wawa in there. Oh, so, wow. You know, and so Mattamy's been around for five or six years now. But if you look all along the Village Park corridor, you're starting to see the commercial. You're starting to see the hotels, right? Oh, yeah, and, pa- like Panda Express. Right. There's, like, three yeah. feet out there now. Yeah, You got, uh, you're going to have an Italian market. In there, I think oh. it's called Puccinella's or Cuccinella's, one of the two. Okay. Um, so, and then in the Fresh Market Shopping Center, there's going to be a, a soul food restaurant, a Kyle G's restaurant. Um, oh. In the plaza at the heart, at the park, the shops mm-hmm. at the heart, you're going to see a Rita's Italian Ice. You're going to see another Kyle G's restaurant. There's going to be a French bistro in there. That, Wait, Rita's? Rita's Italian Ice, yes. Wow, okay. So they're coming, and, you know, everyone has different preferences. Sure. I've seen some people say, oh, I hate Waffle House. And other people are like, oh, I love it. It's amazing. (laughs) So everyone has different tastes and preferences, and we're going to continue to see a mix of that. So commercial follows residential. Always. Let's remember that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to point out a few resources that we have for our local business owners as well, since we're kind of on this topic. We have a tool called Open for Business that our Economic Development Administrator, Elijah Wooten, who's awesome, love you, Elijah. This business tool is powered by Blue Dot. Um, Restaurant business owners, local business owners, can log in, create an account, add their business to this tool, and then users like me and you can go on there and search for a specific business. We were just talking about nails. So if you want to look for a nail salon. Right. You can put in that specific service and a list of nail salons comes up. A list of hair, hair salons would come up. Um, you know, children's clothing stores. So it's cityofpsl.com slash open for business. It's a really, really great tool that we want our listeners to learn about. There's also a before you sign the lease session. We have these quarterly sessions for people who want to open a business or businesses that are already open that maybe want to relocate. And it just talks about the requi- city requirements because it can be confusing to some people. There's actually a session on October 24th, but the deadline to register is today at 5 p.m. But don't worry, there's more. We have more sessions coming up next year. That is really important to talk yes. about because we have had so many business owners or new business owners that have wanted to start businesses, and they go and they sign a lease in a uh, – and, and, 
all the time it happens that they have no idea what the requirements are in order for them to make get their business open, mm-hmm. much less be successful just to get it open. And so that's why we did partner with the Chamber of Commerce yep. and have Elijah work on this because we want all the new proposed business owners to understand fully what they're getting into. A perfect example of that is our cat cafe that's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be open by the end of the year, the first one that Port St. Lucie will ever have. And when I met with the um, business owner, she was not aware of all the different things that had to be done and maybe and also partnering not only with um, our team here to understand, but also do you need some small business help from the small business development group out of IRSC? And what other resources may you need to help you get your business off the ground? So that has been very successful and has helped a lot of people in understanding what they need to do to get their doors open. Yeah, and you can, before you jump through all these hoops and maybe do something that you weren't supposed to do or you forgot something, mm-hmm. take this session. There's four workshops. Mm-hmm. I want to say they're January, April, August, October, like just four times a year. But we yep. post about it all the time on social media. We send yep. out press releases. And... um I also want to talk about the coming soon page. We were just discussing this before we went on air. Right. This is, it's cityofpsl.com slash coming soon. And we provide information about all the upcoming development projects that have been approved by the site plan committee, planning and zoning and everything. Mm -hmm. It's been getting a ton of hits lately, according to our webmaster, probably because there's tons of development going on and lots of new businesses are coming into Mm -hmm. the city. So those are just a few of the resources that are available to our residents, our business owners here. Please take advantage. I'll put links in the description and uh, check them out. We got fall events coming up, too. Yes, very exciting time. Just went to Oktoberfest. We got poured on at the end of the event, but it was still really fun beforehand. We had 60 wiener dogs in the or 60 dachshunds in the wiener dog race. Yeah. So fun. I live streamed it. It's on our Facebook page if you want to check it out. It's hilarious. Um, but coming up, October 21st, we have two events. Well, one event combined from two events. It's now Harvest Hayride and Bonfire in the Preserve. It's out at McCarty Ranch. It's a huge deal. Everybody goes. It's very family friendly. Mm-hmm. The same, this isn't have to do with fall, but we have the ha- Household Hazardous Waste Collection Day as well on that same day in the morning. So... Drop off your hazardous waste at Public Works and then head out to the Bonfire Hayride. Um, before you sign the lease, I already mentioned that. And then Fall Fun Fist is October 27th through the 29th. It's three days at Mid-Florida Event Center. Midway rides, uh, trick-or-treating on Saturday, mm-hmm. tons of bands and local um, dancers and things like that. So just check our calendar to cityofpsl.com. Everything is there. Season is here, Mayor. Yes. <laughs> There's so much stuff going on. We even have more coming up in December. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. check our website. We're always updating. Our snowbirds are coming back. They are. Please be patient on our roads. It's that time of year. It but is. It, there's so much stuff to do, and mm-hmm. there's never a dull weekend in Port St. Lucie now when that season's here. So keep sharing your ideas with us, guys. We love hearing what you want us to talk about, cityofpsl.com slash podcast. And remember, we release episodes every other Friday. So the next one will be November 3rd. We're going to have uh, Boulevard Gomez in here to talk about the NICE program and some of the socials that are coming up. 
and make sure that you set that notification so you don't miss a podcast. And you can watch us on YouTube too. We have beautiful <laughs> decorations. If you're listening, we have our pumpkins set out. We had some lights going earlier, but didn't work. But you can watch us if you want to on YouTube. Yeah. So uh, anything else, Mayor? What do you have coming up? Anything you want to talk about? Just a lot of stuff coming up. Always busy. Yep. Working on a lot of different projects, for sure. And um, one thing that we just got accepted to is we talked about how it was in the Bloomberg leadership yeah. um, before. So um, being part of that, we had the opportunity now to apply for uh, a track program. They either do a data track, an innovation track, or a collaboration track. So we put in for an application for that, and we were awarded a spot for an innovation track. Oh, yes. And so I now for that one. what's so great about that is we're going to get coaching from Harvard professors on how to become a more innovative city in order to serve our residents. And so that's going to be a year-long process, and it's going to start very soon, um, in a couple weeks. And we're going to have, uh, I'll be a part of it, our city manager, Kate, our strategic planning mm -hmm. coordinator, and we're going to have uh, several other people from different departments. And we're all going to become really excellent at being innovators. That's amazing. For our citizens. So. I remember us talking about that, and yeah. I was like, I knew Jesus is going to really want that innovation. That's yeah. great. That's amazing. It is. It really is a great opportunity. That's so, so great. And it will open us up to funding opportunities and potential grants, which we're always seeking yep. for future projects. So. I think we should do a podcast about grants. What do yes, you think? Absolutely. All right. Sounds yeah. good. Guys, thanks for listening. And until next time, have a great week. Take care, everyone.